Hey talkers, welcome, bienvenidos a Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the key to improving your English, la clave para mejorar tu inglés. You have to keep talking in English every day. Hablar en inglés todos los días. We apply the same principle to our podcast. That's why we have a Keep Talking Podcast episode every day. Un episodio todos los días. Listen every day and then go speak every day. Keep talking. What's up, talkers? In this episode, I'm talking about a controversial topic about United States foreign policy and what is my opinion of it. Now, before I even get started, this is going to be mostly like a rant. If you've never heard the word rant in English, a rant is basically... ¿Cómo lo describo? Es cuando alguien habla, pues... Seen mucho, o sea, like, like it's a, not a well-researched <laughs> discussion that I'm going to have. This is not like me researching a bunch of sources. A rant is basically just when someone talks a lot in a disorganized way and usually with some attitude. There won't be that much attitude in mine. But básicamente alguien habla sin tener como muchas estadísticas. Básicamente habla pues de la nada sin ningún plan, ninguna organización, etc. So I'm going to rant. I'm going to be ranting about this a little bit. And the reason I say this is because you should not take this as like expertise or expert insights on United States American uh, foreign policy, okay, because I haven't even studied this, and I, you know me, I don't even follow the news anymore, really, just as a principle, like, I, I, I just, I don't care, because I think that it's so, it's all a bunch of political agendas, they're telling us what they want us to believe, and I have no idea what the real reality is in some of these situations, and I'm, long story short, I'm just not the most knowledgeable person at this point about United States foreign policy. I did study it back in college, right? I, well, I studied international relations from 2000, uh, basically 2008 through 2011. That's what my degree is in, okay? But like at this point in my life, I have hardly anything to do with it and don't follow it that much. With that in mind, I wanted to do this episode because... I know a lot of you follow Keep Talking Podcast who live outside of the U.S., right, uh, mostly in Latino America, and I figured maybe you would want to get an idea of what do what does a, you know, a United States citizen like me, a normal citizen, so to speak, think about the United States government, right? ¿Qué es lo que piensa un americano, digamos, normal sobre el gobierno estadounidense, right? The wonderful United States government. That probably says everything you need to know right there. Well, there's a little bit of skepticism, right, about uh, the United States government's intentions. But let's let's go ahead, ahead and get started because, you know, one thing that I've learned a lot over the past 10 or 12 years having traveled to different places and met people from all around the world is that you, the opinions of the United States government and its foreign policy can vary greatly. There's a lot of, you know, not all the opinions are negative, right? Um, you know, depends where you go in the world, depends who you talk to, depends what that person reads or hears about the United States, the news sources they follow. But the bottom line is there's a lot of negative opinions, there's some positive opinions. And I wanted to do this because I think for the first probably well, at least 20, maybe 25 years of my life, I was under the impression that the United States and the United States government is the good guy for the most part, okay? 
the good guy. Ese es un término que usamos mucho en inglés. There's the good guys and the bad guys, right? And the United States is, are the good guys, and then there's the bad guys in the world. And maybe, you know, the bad guys, maybe when I, well, you know, in the past, the, 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 good, the bad guys were the Soviet Union, right? Or the bad guys were, uh, you know, the, you know, Al-Qaeda and all the, the terrorist groups and, the, you know, maybe Saudi Arabia and Iran, especially Iran, right? Uh, you know, these are the bad guys in the world. And then nowadays you would think like, oh, yeah, Russia. Russia and China, they're the bad guys. Putin's the bad guy, you know. And that's a whole other debate about, you know, the 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 reasons for the war in Ukraine with, with Russia and Ukraine right now, and I don't know that much about that either. But anyway, the point is, you know, I grew up with the impression, like most, I would say, most Americans do, that the United States is the good guy. We're the good guys, and our government is the good guy, the good government, and the others are are more of the bad guys, right? That, that was just kind of the general impression. You know, the United States does good in the world, and some other countries are bad. They're dictatorships, they're communists, they're whatever. You know, we're about freedom, and we're good, you know. And it was kind of black and white for me growing up. And it's funny, too, just even like the term Americans, right? El termino americanos. This is one that I think about a lot, because I still will tell people, like, you know, yeah, I'm American, and I say that I, you know, I'm a proud American. But it's funny because, like, how, how did we get the, t- <laughs> how did we become called Americans when everybody else that lives in the the Americas is something else? You know, Mexicans, Colombians, whatever. Like, <laughs> porque no todos son americanos. Los que viven en las Américas, Sudamérica, Centroamérica, Norte América. You know, like why, <laughs> why are we the only Americans when America has South, Central, Latin America, all these different parts of America? But anyway, that's a whole other debate. But I guess now, the older I get, the more I'm kind of like, okay, I don't really think anyone is, you know, that good or that bad in terms of, you know, countries and their national interests. I mean, that's the thing. I think most governments are trying to serve their own national interests. Now, we could talk about, you know, whether the government is actually trying to serve its people or not, but the bottom line is most governments act in a way that seems to serve their own interests. So it's not really a matter of good guy versus bad guy. It's just, well, this entity, being a government, being a nation, wants their best interests, whereas, you know, these other ones want their best interests. So I guess, you know, at this point now, where I'm at is, it's like, all right, if you if you try to look at it objectively, which is hard to do with all these stupid news sources that tell us, that make us, you know, brainwash us, lava nuestros cerebros para que creamos lo que quieran ellos, you know, with all the brainwashing, it's hard to look at things objectively. But I mean, if you look at things objectively, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, the United States obviously has, has, not always started, has gotten involved in, and has started, in some cases, a lot of different conflicts around the world. A lot, okay? Over the last, well, I mean, particularly over the last 30 years, but really ever since the fall of the Soviet Union, when the United States became what we would consider the world's only superpower, I don't know how many, I mean, is it like over a hundred? I don't even know, like military interventions the United States has has done around the world. I mean, it's a lot. Like, I, I know we only think about like the main ones like Iraq and Afghanistan and, you know, in the, uh, the Balkans, you know, places like Yemen and Libya and, and everything. But, but like, it's a lot. I believe if you count the full number of United States, I, I swear I heard it was over a hundred U.S. military interventions since I can't remember when. Don't, like I said, don't quote me on this. I didn't like research to record this podcast. But the point is the United States military is everywhere, okay? Uh, you know, the, the presence is everywhere. And you could debate definitely, you know, which of those... Um, 
in which of those cases it, it was a good idea for the United States military to intervene and, you know, in which ones we just shouldn't have intervened. Um, I'm definitely not someone who's anti-military. Uh, you know, I, for example, I had a cousin who was a Navy SEAL who was killed in Afghanistan. He was, he was one of the 30 or so, I think it was just over 30 U.S. military members that were killed when a helicopter was shot down in Afghanistan in 2011. And so, you know, I, I actually... Well, you know, if you follow this podcast, you know that I actually really like the the way that I'm not I don't know if I should call it the military lifestyle, but essentially I love the discipline and yeah, I guess I'll call it the lifestyle. I like the lifestyle that is portrayed by the military. I'm not sure how many people in the military actually live that disciplined of a life, but long story short, I like to try to apply some principles of a military lifestyle to my own life just with daily discipline. And, you know, I also, um, I, w- I would probably never say anything negative about someone who is in the military, whether it's the U.S. military or another military. They're not the one who's making the decisions on when to intervene, you know, or, or what to do. They're, they're just, they're doing what they're told. They're serving their country. They're, they're following orders. Um, and, you know, hopefully it's always for a good reason. I mean, I, like I said, sometimes I debate that. It's like, okay, well, you know, should we have gone into Iraq with, you know, the whole weapons of mass destruction thing, which I think we all probably at this point are aware of that that was basically a lie. Like, I don't think that Saddam had weapons of mass destruction from what we know now. I mean, that's the thing. I never really, you know, fully believe anything at this point. It's like, okay, I think it's kind of been proven that that thing was, that that was just kind of a lie that was created, you know, as an excuse to go to war, I guess, so to speak. You know, I don't know all the details. I mean, I I don't believe totally, I don't, I don't believe 100% anything I hear, whether it's about the U.S. military intervention in some country or about, you know, the origins of COVID. Like, you you know, whatever gets proven, so to speak, I won't fully believe it 100%. Uh, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll say, yeah, that's probably the case. But, o sea, yo nunca voy a creer como 100% en nada que incluso las cosas que, que sean probadas <laughs> o comprobadas, uh, I, I still won't believe in it 100%. But, you know, I make certain assumptions, I guess, based on what we hear. Anyway, so, you know, that's kind of my take on the U.S. military. It's like, yeah, great people, um, you know, honorable people, definitely super respectful respectful people that join the military and serve our country. As far as the U.S. government itself, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to say, like, which places we should have intervened in and which places we shouldn't have intervened in. I guess the point is, yeah, um, it's you know, all serving some sort of national interest. And, you know, we could debate the pros and the cons of of that for days, but, you know, that's not really what I'm here to try to do. I guess what I am here to try to do is to explain that my take on the United States government and United States foreign policy is now I just see it as, like, neither really good or bad. You know, I see it, and and I kind of would say the same thing about probably every other country. Not that I really study other countries' foreign policies that much. I mean, you know, it's funny because if you talk to a lot of people here in the U.S., particularly people who follow, like, like Fox News, you know, people who are more Republicans, they'll be saying, you know, well, well, you know, China's just... The biggest, well, I mean, it's about Russia and China. They'll say that Putin is the most evil dictator ever and he's trying to take over the world and, you know, he's being an asshole in Ukraine, which seems to be true uh, from what I hear. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, 
I hear a lot of perspectives about how the conflict easily could have been avoided had the U.S. Well, not just the U.S., but had had the had the West essentially, as they call the U.S. and Western Europe, um, just listen more to Putin's demands about not allowing NATO to expand right into Russia, right onto Russia's doorstep. La expansión del NATO, right? Que eso es lo que fue. Parte de la, gran parte de la causa de la guerra en Rusia, según algunos. So, anyway, without getting into too many details on why exactly that war is happening in Ukraine and how big of a bad guy Putin really is, uh, the point is I see most of these countries as kind of the same thing, like whether it's the U.S. You know, I've met plenty of people who say that the U.S. government is the worst thing. You know, it's the most imperialist, worst thing in the world, the same way that we speak about Putin, right? You know, and if people from the U.S. are listening to this, I think this is a key thing to keep in mind you know 90 percent of people more than that in the united states right now if you ask them what's your opinion of vladimir putin assuming they follow enough to know who putin is some of these knuckleheads maybe don't even know but but what's your opinion of vladimir putin they would say oh yeah he's the biggest asshole in the world he's you know essentially yeah he's like equivalent to hitler or whatever you know he's he's the biggest asshole dictator in the world right that's our opinion and the funny thing is you could go to a lot of countries in the world and if you ask them what's your opinion of the u.s government they would say the same thing you know it's the, the u.s government is the biggest bully the biggest asshole the biggest imperialist nation you know that just picks on other little people starts wars and claims to be about freedom and peacekeeping but it's not true so i mean i think the point is is i try to see it from a bit more of a, a bird's eye view just meaning that just depending on where you're from and the news you receive, yeah, you might see Russia as the worst place in the world. You might see or the worst government in the world. You might see the United States as the worst government in the world. You might see China as the worst government in the world. But every, everybody's always looking for a main enemy, if that makes sense, or a real bad guy, which, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think we should all take a little bit more of a nuanced approach Nuanced significa que tiene muchos detalles. Hay más detalles, un poco más complicado, no tan así black and white, okay? Que good guys and bad guys. I really don't think that, that those terms should ever be used at this point in terms of, you know, international relations, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys for the most part. Um, you know, China, I guess, is, is a whole a whole other issue, right? Um, but sort of the same thing. I mean, the Chinese Communist Party seems to have some long-term plans definitely for economic world dominance. You know, we could talk about the, the Silk Road, you know, La Ruta de Seda or whatever it's called, um, you know, the, the economic Silk Road and everything. I mean, it seems like the Chinese are plotting for a more of a medium to long-term strategy for economic control of the world, which they already seem to have a lot of. Um, but, you know, I guess at the end of the day, like, people in the U.S. say that that's such a bad thing, but I, I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, so if China controls, you know, the world more than we do economically, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, is, does that mean we're all going to die? I, you know, not necessarily. Maybe there are, are negative aspects of it. You know, maybe it would be less of a free world, so to speak, which is also a very, very interesting and relative term, just freedom in general. Um, but, and, and the other point I want to make about this is when I talk about like people who, you know, like hate the U.S. government, because, okay, so like 
Right now, we've had a lot of political turmoil. Turmoil is una palabra como para conflicto, sí. Like a lot of political turmoil in the U.S. definitely over the last six years, you know, since the election of Donald Trump in 2016. And then, you know, Biden now getting elected in 2020, a lot of pushback there. Basically, you know, ever since Trump, <laughs> ever since Trump became a political figure, we've had a huge divide in the United States about, uh, well, just huge political divide. And it's probably as strong as ever right now. Um, now, for purposes of this debate, I actually don't even think that makes a big difference. Like when, when you look at like how the United States is viewed on the world stage, how and how people view the U.S. government from the outside, and in terms of like the U.S. foreign policy, U.S. interventions militarily, it's almost kind of, it almost transcends who the president is, uh, just because, I mean, you could say what you want about which president has been, you know, more peaceful on an international level, which one has been more of a warmonger. You know, I think most people would agree that President Bush just, you know, for going into to Iraq in particular, um, you know, and Afghanistan, obviously, after 9-11, they would agree that, you know, his administration with Dick Cheney was kind of a warmongering administration. You could make arguments about the Obama administration as well, just because of the amount of drone strikes that they carried out in the Middle East, things like that. Um, but, you know, we could debate that all day, like which particular administration or which particular party, the Republicans or the Democrats, is better or worse for foreign policy. But, I mean, at the end of the day, basically every administration, um, you know, there's not that much difference between all of them. I mean, you know, like every one you could critique and say, oh, the U.S. was being a bully here. Estados Unidos estaba siendo bully aquí en este instante y no importa tanto quién era el presidente en esa época. So I'm not even that concerned with that, you know, like which which U.S. president or which administration is this, you know, more of a good guy, bad guy in those terms again. So I don't know. Um, I think that, yeah, um, I think that that kind of, like I said, I never really take notes for these episodes or anything. It just came to my mind to do one of these because I figured you would probably be interested in hearing what an American's, an American, what a United States citizen's perspective on the United States government is in terms of its foreign policy. And, you know, my opinion is definitely not the same opinion everyone would have. I consider myself, okay, let me explain something. I consider myself somewhat in the middle politically. I lean a bit more Republican than Democrat on most issues, a little bit more Republican than Democrat on average. But um, what I want to explain, too, is that I think, I think it's definitely safe to say this, is that most Republicans, la mayoría de los republicanos en los Estados Unidos, the people who vote Republican and identify as more Republicans, would still say that the United States government, let's just use the word good guy again, is more of a good guy. Whereas people on the left, Democrats, are more often going to say that, no, the United States is that imperialist nation, is more of a bad guy, so to speak on an international scale. Um, you know, it's it's more nuanced, it's more detailed and complicated than that, but that's the general trend, right? Um, I think it's definitely safe to say that, in my opinion. So uh, I think it depends on who you ask. If you ask someone in the U.S., you know, who's more uh, right-wing, who's more Republican, what their opinion of the U.S. government is in terms of its foreign policy, they'd probably say, you know, 
well, it's it's good. We do what we got to do. We're still the the leaders of freedom, the leaders of the free world, and we have to do everything we can to make sure the rest of the world enjoys those freedoms. And if you ask people on the left, they would say, you know, well, uh, I don't know. The, the the U.S. government maybe has done a lot of interventions and things that they shouldn't have done uh, over the past, particularly eh, 30 years, let's say, a long time, I suppose. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that there is, I think the level of mistrust, la falta de confianza, the, the level of mistrust in the U.S. government is fairly high right now. And this isn't just related to issues of foreign policy. This is related to, to everything. I think there is definitely a lack of trust among the American people towards the U.S. government in general, which is something that we should, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as we as we move on. But um Anyway, talkers, I think that's pretty much the end of my rant. Um, I hope you got something out of that. Um, and, yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Peace. Thank you for listening. Gracias por escuchar. Share Keep Talking podcast with a friend who you think would also like it. Let's keep talking every day.